There's a lot of people in America that talk about a move of God and the Spirit of God moving, but they really don't want God to move in their church. Amen. And I can prove it because they don't want Him to move in their own temple first. Amen. For it to move and to work in this church building here corporately, it's got to start individually right here at home. On our jobs, wherever we are during the week, we've got to allow Jesus to come in, take full charge of this temple, or we're not going to see it in the church. Amen. If this gospel will not work at my house for me and Sister Tina and children and grandchildren, then I can't come out here and get up here and preach this word of God to you and expect it to work in your lives. If we don't live our lives with God Almighty in mind and asking God, are you pleased with what's going on in this temple? Then we're not going to get very far down the road. Amen? We're going to be like these people. When the Spirit of God moves, we're going to be jealous or aggravated or upset about it. All I want to do is be pleasing to the Lord. And wherever the Lord decides to move, I'm all for it. Amen. Amen. And if it happens on the service time when we're not having service, you'll see me there. I'm going to go where the Spirit of God is moving. I want to see that. When the power of God and the Spirit of God come in, just like He did in this temple, people got healed, people got filled and thrilled. Things happened in their lives. They were slain in the Spirit. The Spirit of God did that. Amen. My goodness. You know what the problem was? They didn't have the right name on the church. Wasn't the right organization. They didn't believe just like me. That's what's wrong with the church in America right now. The enemy's got every one of us divided and split against one another because you don't baptize like me and you don't believe this and you don't believe that. I don't care what you believe. If you've been born again, you claim Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior and you're trying to act like it and you're trying to get rid of the things in your life that's unlike God, then you're my brother, you're my sister, we're Christians, we're on our way to heaven, and we need help from everybody along the way. I don't plan a service. I don't want to plan anything. I want to come in this building with the expectation of Jesus Christ walking in this building and touching somebody's life and changing the situation. Amen? Because that's what he did right here. He went to God's house and he put things in order. Because man had allowed them to get out of order. Amen? If we're not careful, we will allow things to get out of hand within ourselves. It takes the Spirit of God to come in and reveal that to you. We talked about tough love in Sunday school this morning, that if you really love a person and you see them about to walk off the edge of a cliff, you're not going to stand there and just let them fall. You're going to go get a hold of them and say, brother, don't take that next step. You're going over the edge. That is love. That is tough love sometimes because sometimes people don't want you to get a hold of them and tell them about their next step. Sometimes they don't want to hear what you think. But if we really love people, we'll be concerned about them and what their situation is. Amen? We've got a generation of people today that are so sensitive that any little old buck the road is just going to knock them come off kill They're walking around with their feelings on their shoulders. Well, I just dared them to say anything to me. Bless God, I've been doing this for 40 years. I'm just going to keep on doing it. 
How's it been working for you? Are you where you are today with the Lord where you thought you'd be 40 years ago? I'm not. Are you satisfied where you are today with your walk in the Lord? I'm not. Why not? Because we have not allowed the Spirit of God to come in our temple and throw the junk at us. We said, Lord, you ain't throwing that out. I like that. I know it's dust covered, but I like it. That's the way we are. That's the truth. That's human nature. Human nature is enmity with God, a bitter enemy. It's an enemy of the Spirit of God. We don't need those thoughts. We don't need to harbor those things in us. But what think ye? A certain man had two sons, and he came to the first and said, Son, go work today in my vineyard. He answered and said, I will not. No, I'm not going. But he, afterward, he repented and he went. Now, I, I put a lot of thought into these things. I could just see a young man get up one morning, some Saturday morning, and put his shine in his boots, and I'm going to town today. I'm going to the movies. I'm going to do this. I, I picture a lot of things. And his dad come up and said, Son, I need you to hold a little bit of that corn out there this morning. I ain't going to do it. I'm not doing it. And he's thinking in his mind, I'm going to pass. I've been playing this all week. Yeah. He gets outside, looks at his truck or his car, his motorcycle or whatever, and he thinks, you know, Dad is the reason I've got this truck and car and motorcycle. I believe I'll just repent, and I'm going to go out there and hold that corn for my dad. Amen. That's a good son. He asked the other son to go work in the field, and he said, oh, yeah, I'll go. Dad, I'll go. Man, I got this. We've all got kids. We've got two. If you got two kids, you got one of each of them. You know what I'm talking about. Well, yeah, buddy, I'll get it. I can hold that corn faster than my brother can. I know how to hold corn. I know all about corn. I know where it comes from. The Indians started to call maize. They can just go on and on and on about corn. But they'll never touch a hole. Yeah, I'm going they'll walk right out that door, get right in that truck, and drive off. We've got them. Oh, yeah. It said, whether of them twain did the will of his father. He said, they said unto him the first. Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you that the publicans and the harlots go into the kingdom of God before you. You ever heard that scripture? The first should be last and the last should be first. Amen. All them that's been running around here tooting their horns, telling you how spiritual and how godly they were. What all they know about the word, and I know Greek, and I know Hebrew, and I know Latin. Amen. We can just really get all excited and encouraged about who we are and what we know. But when it comes right down, and Jesus walks through them doors and walks in here and starts telling us what all is wrong in this building. Are we going to be like those high priests? Are we going to be aggravated? Are we going to say, yes, Lord, I'm sorry. This is not right. This is not right. And I'm talking about in your personal temple today where the Holy Spirit of God wants to live and dwell, take up his abode, rule and reign in you, lead you, guide you into all truth, lead you into all the good things and the blessings, plans of God has to be operated by the Spirit of the Lord in this temple. There is no other way under heaven to be happy and satisfied and content 
except through the Spirit of Jesus Christ. Amen. There's not a drug, there's nothing manufactured by man that can give you the peace of God. Amen. Because it's all temporal. It will not last. That's why these drug addicts out here today are breaking in your houses, breaking in your cars, and doing everything they can to get another fix because it didn't last. The enemy lied to it. They believed the lie. A lot of them were being damned because of it. If you got children, you got grandchildren, you got people that you love, you better be calling their name in prayer every day. Because Jesus said, My house shall be called the house of prayer. That's why I did not read our prayer list this morning. I want to do it now. I want to tell you something. For the last four to six weeks, we've had people every, just about every day say, Brother Ray, I want you to pray for me. Brother Ray, I want you to pray for my child. I want you to pray for my grandchild. I want you to pray for my wife. I want you to pray for my husband. Just about every day, somebody calls me or comes in contact with me and asks me to pray for someone. Now, I'm going to get back to them two brothers. It's very easy to look at somebody and say, yeah, Barbara, I'll pray for you. I'll keep you in my prayers. That's the easiest cop-out that every Christian uses in the world. And they'll leave them, and 15 minutes later, they won't even remember Sister Barbara said, pray for me if you're not careful. Because you've got so much junk in your temple, there's no room for Sister Barbara's concern in your life. We don't care anymore how everybody else is doing just as long as everything is fine on our front porch. That's the attitude the Christian world has gotten today. I tell you what, when you pray for people on the prayer list, you better pray for them like it was your name on that list and you was wanting them to pray for you. If your name was on this church prayer list, you'd want us to be serious when we pray. We come into this house and we say a 15-second prayer and start service. We say another 30-second prayer and we preach and teach the Word of God. We say another 30-second prayer and we go out that door. And a lot of people, in the, and I'm not talking about here, I'm talking worldwide. A lot of people never pray again till they come back the next week. Never ever. And prayer is communication with God. Y'all heard me a hundred times. You do as much listening as you do talking. Most people think prayers run to God and say, God, give him the little and give him all your list of what you want him to do and how you want it done and when you want it done and what color you want. And then you say, Oh yes, Lord, and bless all that was hit me. But make sure you take care of my want this first. Because I'm important. Amen. Do you just know what this Lord is like about what all I know? That's, that's our attitude. That's what we're telling God. Our temple is in a bad shape this morning. Amen. Hey, I got this first last night. I had to listen to this from the Lord. Yes. Our temple is in disarray. Things aren't correct in here according to Scripture. Yes. That's why our prayers are being hindered because we're not praying in the will of God. We're praying amiss. The first thing we need to do this morning as a group, as a church, if we want to see God move in this church, we want to see God add to this church.
serve. We want to see things done. We have to ask ourselves this morning, Lord, what is in this temple that's unlike you that I need to get rid of so I can touch you for my brothers and my sisters that have enough faith and confidence in us and this church to put their name on this list of faith. Amen. That's serious. That is a serious thing when you have a sickness or a disease. I'm mad at the devil myself because he's wreaking havoc on God's people in America. People are sicker today than they've been in years and years and years. And God has not changed one bit. Those stripes that Jesus took upon his back were real. They're lasting forever, for eternity. He took that and we can have me. If you want to touch this list this morning, you want to touch me. I'm going to hold it out in front of me. And I ask every one of you, if you feel the Spirit of the Lord tell you to come touch this list, I want you to come touch it and pray. Y'all can join hands, join around it, or whatever. But I want you to pray. First of all, let's ask God to reveal the things that's in our lives that's unlike Him. To get rid of that. And then let's really believe God for these people that's on this list. Hallelujah. Thank you. 